welcome. Hello, what? Hello and welcome to the MetaPod Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. I'm sitting here looking at some shiny star V Marnie and Pierce full arts that were just recently announced 14 hours ago. And by golly, Batman, I'm so happy that I have two boxes on the way that I was going to sell originally, but now I'm going to open. You're going to get the uh, that that preview look of what we're getting in uh, February. I'm excited uh, to see how you feel about these uh, shiny cards. It's it's going to be another great set. Honestly, I think to myself, like everybody who dropped all of their yearly savings on Champions Path, you've got to be looking at this new set going like, oh, dang, that was the Hidden Fates reprint we were looking for. <laughs> like this release, I mean, Shiny Star V releases in Japan on November 20th. And then my product that I bought, I bought the Nessa big box because I'm, man, I'm a Nessa simp. I'm going to admit it. <laughs> um, it comes with like a deck box. It comes with sleeves. It comes with two boxes as well. of Shiny Star V, which I didn't really care for. I was going to originally sell the, the Shiny Star V boxes um, to a friend of mine. But uh, now that these full arts are released, I don't know, man. I don't it's know. I might, have to, I might have to open it and make it in like an incentive on Twitch. Because let me tell you, when the when the Nessa thing went on pre-order, everybody already knew that Shiny Charizard G Max V Max was a card. So right out of the gate, this Nessa box was expensive. So I I might have to make like an incentive so then I my bank account doesn't cry for too long. That you do it sense. on TikTok. Just uh, yeah, TikTok. That's right. Because uh, you you'll be one of the few creators on TikTok. I think ripping some Shiny Star V packs. So. Get that hype I'm sure early. that's not true at all. Pre, well, I'm sure that's not true at all. You think there's going to be a lot of Americans on TikTok ripping Shiny Star V, the Japanese set? Hell yeah. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I feel like the first opportunity looking at Shiny Charizard Gigantamax. That's fair. 100%. That's fair. A whole bunch of Shiny Pokemon. Like, like Shiny Pokemon already do super, 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 super well in general. So looking at a new set, getting a first chance at a new set. I, yeah, for sure. All right, so you, you heard it here first. If you want your TikTok to blow up, just search for Shiny Charizard. <laughs> That's not what I said. <laughs> That's all you need, right? <laughs> Anyways, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today, a lot of good things. We had the second phase of the Players' Cup, the top 256 slash 128, happen in Players' Cup 2. Sean and I did not participate because we suck, but... That's okay, because we have some results to talk about who did well. And then also, I think Sean actually has a rant to go on uh, alongside me today. So that'll be super awesome. Um, some new products were announced, including a uh, product that Sean and I will campaign for with a <laughs> Kickstarter, probably, or something. No, just kidding. But This it's one a, goes out to any Japanese listeners or listeners based out of Japan. That segment is for you. We need your help. It uh, anyways, uh, going into, you know, a little bit of vivid voltage preview, uh, vivid voltage comes out later this week, just in the next couple of days. I believe it's on Friday, right? Uh, I mean, officially on Friday, but if your store did pre-releases, your local, you could walk in and just buy a booster box, assuming they're not sold out. So yes, yes. So call into your LGSs, support your LGSs as best as possible. If you can't afford it and you need to go a little bit lower on ebay though like that's totally understandable but anyways um we're going to be talking about some of the decks kind of making our own little tier list going on as best as we can i mean we're probably not going to get every single deck but we'll get kind of the main ones about what we think and 
try to introduce some new decks as well, some new archetypes that are coming, and then a big new Players' Cup-esque challenge that is coming on. I am so excited for that last one, too. I mean, the Players' Cup... The Players' Cup is cool, but this next thing, this next thing is, I think, much more interesting. and much, it, it's, it's the kind of thing that I am personally more excited about than Players' Cup. Also, I'm still winning the OPOP League. <laughs> yes, you are. It is 15 to 14 right now. Jake had three wins. I had three wins. So no change. We both had a winning record uh, in our sixth week of uh, predictions, but... No change uh, in the overall standings as we go into week seven. So, uh, Sean has already announced his starters, if you have seen on Twitter, but I am still missing matchups from four of my players. And I assume if Sean knows his starters, that I have some mirror matches that I have to decide. So I don't have enough information to choose enough starters. I'll announce it on Twitter if Sean reminds me. Yeah. Um, to, to we'll cover that. it next week. We'll get to those points next week. Yeah, uh, I'm but, sure nothing will actually be announced next week anyways. Well, I would say like, Joe, anybody, if you're listening to this, this podcast and you're in the <laughs> OPOP League, just sort of gentle nudge to continue publishing those um, weekly matchup lists. Uh, I do enjoy watching them. We do enjoy watching them, and it's good to know ahead of time who's playing who. So Yeah, especially if you have a fantasy league with your life and firstborn <laughs> child on the line. Exactly. Like I do. All right. Do you want to talk about the very first thing that is, uh, it's blowing up my Twitter. It's blowing up your Twitter. <laughs> what is so, this thing, Jake? So in Japan, Bandai, Bandai, is that how you pronounce it? I right? believe so. Yeah. So Bandai released this product. Um, I believe this was earlier today, 15 hours ago, they released this product. It is kind of a beanbag cocoon. Sleeping bag. Sleeping bag, beanbag, cocoon thing, but it is a metapod. And it's literally, you, you, you hop in, you wrap it up, you zip it up, and you are literally a metapod. And it is quite possibly the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. But it sold out for seven, or it sold out after seven hours. Oh, did it sell out already? I yes, couldn't even find it the product listing. It sold out seven hours later. In order to find the product listing, you had to. In order to find the product listing, you would have had to look up Metapod's name in Japanese. Okay, I think it's like Tarnell or something. I don't know. It's a weird name. Somebody told me earlier, but I have already forgotten because I. It's it that was like I don't know. So you're saying I have to find scalpers on eBay for this? Yes, exactly. Uh, Sean, how tall are you? I am five nine five ten. All right. So Sean and I, well, first of all, Sean's a liar. Everybody who says that they're five ten <laughs> is a complete liar. But anyways, Sean and I would not work for this because it is recommended that you need to be five foot seven or smaller to enjoy this product oh, really? to its fullest extent. Yes. Five seven is the listing that they gave. That is very small. It is well, like, what's the average height of a Japanese male? Let me uh, let me Google that real quick. Uh, average height male. Because I'm pretty Japan. sure it's shorter than the average American, right? Um, I am the not American positive that this is entirely accurate. Um, I'm getting okay. The original was like, uh, according to the the survey, it was five foot two for men. But they're also including those, the Japanese population is very old. 
So an old people actually shrink over time. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as the fact that people, humans have been getting taller every generation for the last four or 500 years because of better uh, uh, food. So I think the average young Japanese male, I'm seeing somewhere else that it's about five, seven to five, eight. So if they made it a five, seven cocoon, that is at the edge of average. I'm like, add a little bit of fabric to that, bruh. Just make it a little bigger. It's also like, it's also like they, it seems like this would be really cool for kids. Right? Oh, yes. I, I, you, like this would be, this would be awesome, but it's a grown freaking adult sitting in a suit and tie at a desk that is in this. I'm trying to find it on um, eBay and I'm not seeing any, any listings. You, now, granted, this is you probably Japanese. won't see it until like the next like I'm sorry, you probably won't see it until it like actually releases. Yeah, there they so this is a pre pre-order. So it was a pre-order. It's not supposed to even come out until probably April is what they said. So it's many I months. Didn't look that far. Um oh, here's Metapod's name, Transl. Transl. Yes. Cuz I think it is a transition Pokémon, so Transl. Yeah, because it um, goes from Caterpie uh 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 Caterpillar. I almost forgot Caterpillar's name because all I can think of when I see a Caterpillar is Caterpie. Man, I'm addicted to Pokemon. <laughs> but yeah, it's Metapod is that transition phase from Cater, to Caterpillar to a butterfly. Mm-hmm. Butterfree. So perfect. Yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately, I guess it looks like we will not be acquiring. We, we won't be able to fit into them. One. It's it's also 350 USD. I mean, come on. It was I like mean, 35,000 yen, which is like $350. You don't Not have that kind of money just handling? floating around for an undersized no. uh, meme? Look, if anybody wants to be a sugar daddy, hit me up. But <laughs> we have strict rules and I have morals. But anyways, super cool product. It was funny to see pop up on my timeline and my mentions earlier today. Um, we're getting a lot of, uh, I'm, I've, I've been getting a lot of things lately about like the Metapod and how people like the Metapod. So, uh, shout out to all you for loving the Metapod the last couple months. Oh God, months. It has been months. Crazy, right? Been a long time. Sean, what should we talk about next as we move into the next thing? Well, I think, you know what? We haven't really done a lot of this lately. Let's actually talk about the meta. Let's talk about <laughs> actual what decks. What is a meta? I know. It's a trash meta, but let's talk about it. Let's talk about Players Cup 2. Um, we don't, obviously, like, I don't know if we know. I haven't seen anybody talk about whether or not um, who's made the finals. I don't know if they did it as, like, two days in a row. But we do know top 16 for EU and North America in terms of uh, deck lists, like the decks that people ran. We don't know exactly what's in the deck list, but we do have breakdowns. Uh, we do know some people from, from people that posted and said, hey, I made top 16. We do yeah. know a couple of those, but uh, uh, overall, but, not really. But yeah, we, I think we can talk about that and just say like, okay, well, let's look at North America. Let's look at Europe. Obviously, we'll be, there'll be some variation, um, but uh, yeah, do you want to start with, do you want to just start with Europe? Because that, that's what I have pulled up. Or do you want to start with uh, North America? Uh, let's start with Europe. Cause I know I saw a tweet of North America, but I don't have it pulled up. So I'm looking for it. So you tell me what's in Europe. Cause I haven't seen that yet. Okay. Europe, the, the Europe breakdown is actually pretty interesting. Um, none of these decks are decks that are going to surprise you. There was no, 
you know, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Giratina Garchomp of this Player's Cup, where it's just like a deck that comes out of nowhere. But what did surprise me with this is you have five, five Luke Metal Zacians getting into top 16. That is insane. That's a deck like, look, this deck is good, right? Luke Metal Zacian is a good deck. But the fact that more than 25% of the top 16 is Luke Metal Zacian is crazy. Three of the top 16 is ADP Zacian. So basically Zacian is 50% of the meta in the top 16 of the Players Cup. And then after that, that you have kind of a smattering of other decks. You have two Baby Blounds. Um, Big Joshua from Zapdos TCG is one of those. So congrats to, to Zapdos TCG getting in there with his favorite deck, Baby Blounds. You got two Baby Blounds. You got two Eternatus VMAXs. Okay. You got one Desi Goons in there, which if you're Desi Goons, you're kind of looking at this matchup spread in the top 16 and you're, you're salivating a little bit uh, because you've got Baby Blounds. Is, I wouldn't even say Baby Blounds is a tough matchup because it needs so many um, uh, resources and you don't have any evolution. So Obstagoon all day. And the only, other, the only other deck that you'd really be scared of in this is the one Senta Scorch VMAX. So I wouldn't be surprised if Desi Goon makes it all the way to the top four of Europe just because the, the, the matchup spread here is so good. Luke Metal can be pretty bad. I don't know. What do you think, Jake? Is Luke Metal going to keep Desi Goons from getting there just because of all the damage reduction? I think that Luke Metal has a chance, although knowing, like, looking at my Players' Cup run, because what I noticed is, like, in the Players' Cup, it doesn't surprise me that Luke Metal did so well because, like, Luke Metal... In the Players' Cup, from what I saw, the farther that you got in the tournament, the more times that you found Luke Metal. Like, I never saw Luke Metal early, but I almost always, when I made it to the finals, faced off against Luke Metal, or, like, in the top four, was facing Luke Metal. But one thing that I think is really interesting that I need to remember is that if these players are making top 16, they're probably way better than me. They probably know that matchup way, way more. And so from that point, I don't, I don't, I think that Luke Metal's got a decent shot. I think that Luke Metal's got a decent shot at least one of the times to take out Desi Goons because I think that Desi Goons is probably less consistent mm-hmm. than something like, um, than something like Luke Metal. I think Luke Metal is more consistent in that fact. And, you know, especially with something like that, uh, that, uh, uh, what's that trap guy? The trap, 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 Stunfisk? trap, uh, yeah, Stunfisk. That little baby Stunfisk that I think people are still implementing in their lists, right? If if you called that, you've got a decent shot because like Desi Goons has to four shot you, I think. Yeah. That Pokemon at least, and they're losing an energy every single time. And yeah, they have Ordinary Rod, but they can't Ordinary Rod every time. Like they, they can only do it once. That's I mean, assuming the that they don't throw it away early. The Obstagoon would be the only out there, right? Which is... You set up an Obstagoon, you don't set up anything else. And then the Luke Metal has no response. They just don't have anything but basics, right? They just outheal you and they uh Yeah. They just outheal you and they deck you out. Yeah, that would be the alternative for Luke Metal. But yeah, I think this for me, I'm like looking at this. There's a few other decks I didn't mention. One attacking Excadrill deck, which Yeah. I I think it's cool. I think Wait. You mean there's no like Garatina Garchomp 
No, attacking Excadrill is not Giratina Garchomp. Are you kidding me? How many like how many Excadrills have you seen lately? Like it's all control Excadrill. I, this is I you're seen, telling me that this is straight up attacking Excadrill. I like, yeah, seen, we saw this in the limitless qualifiers and we saw it. We've seen it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, how many people took attacking Excadrill in? I don't I don't know. We don't have any of that data, but yeah, I guarantee it's like five. <laughs> Well, I mean, and one person made it through. So I would say to that person, congrats on hitting more Pika Roms and Eternatus than ADPZs. Because just a smart man. You hit ADPZ. You hit ADPZ with that that Excadrill and you're having a bad day. It's just a smart person. They knew what the meta was going to look like. They 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 called it. Shout outs to them. But and then you have one one Pika Rom. Um, It's a little surprising to only see one Pika Rom, but. I think Picarom is a deck that, like, you know, all you need is one in in top 16, and then th- that can squeak through to top four. Then mm-hmm. it's not so crazy to think that Picarom can make a deep run. All you need is one good Picarom, right? Yeah. Um, so that is the European one. Jake, do you have the North American one pulled up? I do. Shout out to Mellow Magikarp, our good friend, that uh, the creator of WAP2. Um, for putting putting the results up in a tweet. The winner's bracket is 380PZ. Shocker. Two Picaram. Shocker. Two Senta Scorch. Kind of actually a shocker, not going to lie. Um, I would have only expected maybe like one Senta Scorch to make it in. This is the top eight, by the way. So this is top eight. Two Senta Scorch, one Baby Blounce, which... I that doesn't really surprise me because one baby blouse just like pops off and doesn't hit any item lock or anything like that. And there's so many tag teams that it, it, it doesn't surprise me. Losers bracket two Pika Rom, not surprising again. More Pika two Eternatus, not really surprising. I mean, it's it would be more surprising if one of these Eternatus made top eight, in my opinion. Two Centiscorch, so four of them overall. Which is That's a, a lot. lot, in my opinion, of Senna Scorch. One of the two Senna Scorch in the loser's bracket is a Greens build, which is really cool because of a card like Marnie. Is that the Greens and Magneton one, you think? Or do you I think believe all Magneton? Probably, it's probably Greens Magneton. No, yeah. I know one of I know one of them in the uh winner's bracket. Um one of the Senna Scorch in the winner's bracket is Thomas Brophy. Um someone that I'm friends with on Twitter and a good friend of my Twitch community. And I've seen their list and their list is a Jirachi build. Okay. Um, which I actually really like, and it's my YouTube video of today. So go check no. out my YouTube. Um, one Luke metal in the losers bracket and then one baby blonde. So Luke metal being in the losers bracket, only just one is very surprising, but there's four Senna scorch as well. Oh, I mean, I feel like if you're if you're the Desigoons player from EU, you like what your counterparts in the EU are in terms of matchups generally, right? Like oh, Luke yeah. Metal, I think can be tough, but only one Santa Scorch and two Baby Blounds, and you're like, I can dodge those, right? Yeah. But you seeing four Santa Scorch in North America, and you're like, four one or two of those is definitely making top blounds. four, and that is bad news if if you make it there. <laughs> four Santa Scorch and two Baby Blounds. So six of the top 16. Uh, four Santa Scorch, two Baby Blondes, and then four, four Picaroms is a lot in North America. 
Maybe. I mean, it's the it's it's what I'm thinking about with like ADPZ. I want to know like what the because I mean, ADPZ and Picaram are arguably two of the most popular decks in the format, probably right yeah. now, right? So I'm wondering like how much of the chunk of the meta they take, which is why it doesn't surprise me if there's, there's four Picaroms That's compared fair. to four Senescorch. Yeah, I guess the most surprising thing to me between North America, Europe, all of it was five Luke medals in Europe. Oh yeah, that's a lot that, of Luke. It's a lot, right? And then you add one from North America, that's six out of, you know, 32, which is, you know, almost 20% between those two uh, regions which, you know it's that's you know that's actually a lot we'll see how they actually fare in terms of who makes top four from each region but mm-hmm. i mean it's funny i look at both of these right and you think to yourself now we'll get into this when we get into the vivid voltage stuff and like how that changes the meta but what i see here is that the decks with some of the most representation in players cup are just gonna get better after vivid voltage and that i don't know that's pretty crazy that's pretty crazy i mean i think that's the kind of thing though right that's the kind of thing like you you get vivid voltage to get additions to your deck or you get like new expansions to get new additions to your deck that's like why pikaram is constantly so good because like it gets all of these cards well yeah you know, but, and, it, and it gets more cards to put into it to make it like more consistent and more powerful that's true but i'd say like you know usually like between sets there's always like you know a couple decks here and there that you know could be a counter to something that you think to yourself, and then there's there's a there's an eternatist that comes in and just absolutely demolishes a dragapult exactly archetype. that's exactly right and like there are going to be i think some some changes but it just feels like the rich are going to keep getting richer so i'll be interested to see how this whole player's cup plays out if you will um i you know nobody likes to say nobody nobody wants to say that pika rum is going to be dead anytime soon and it probably isn't but no not until pika rum actually rotates i the only reason though again the the only reason that i keep like I, i actually think that this might be the moment that this the last time that pika rum is a consistent winner is colossal yeah i mean Unless Colossal just absolutely flops, which is possible, right? Reshiram and Zekrom, that's all I have to say. Unless Colossal completely flops, I just think that that deck is going to be good enough to make playing Pikaram the same way that Eternatus made playing Dragapult a problem. I think Colossal could make playing Pikaram a problem at least for the first month. As, man, Full Blitz is really good, though. I mean, hey, it's good. But you have you have three prizers in Picaram and Choo Choo that are not only easily one-shot, they're one-shot without any shenanigans from yeah. Colossal, right? Colossal doesn't even need uh, Martial Arts Dojo to one-shot them for one energy. They can do it for one energy. For one single energy. Like, that's crazy. You can one-shot a Picaram for one energy and a Choo Choo? That's nuts. Get that so, B. Get anyways, um, get your place out of B. <laughs> but uh, anything else that you, anything else that really stands out to you in terms of this split, Jake, uh, in the top sixteen? Not, not really. I, I don't know if we. I'm sure we've just seen. I'm sure we've seen um, Australia and like uh, the other, the other areas. But I have just, I have just personally not seen it i just know that 
all I know is that Christian Hasbani made it into top 16 of Australia. And I'm trying to figure out what he was playing. I can't remember. Maybe I could just go to his Twitch stream and look at his VODs, assuming that he has VODs. I mean, my guess is I haven't heard anything different either. And my guess is that the Australian breakdown of the top 16 it's probably not terribly different, right? Like there'll be a couple of variances here and there. One region has a lot of centis. One region has a lot of Luke metal, but I actually think it's going to even all out to be kind of what we expected, right? We'll see what makes top four in each region. And I think that will be an interesting conversation for, I think next week, right? They're going to do, I think we'll have top four by next week. I think. Yeah. Their top 16 matches are this weekend that we have coming up. All right. Well, outside of the meta, then let's uh, there's a couple of points that we wanted to touch on that relate to Players Cup, but aren't about gameplay. Well, aren't about um, the meta, if you will. Uh, What is the first one that we should cover, Jake? I think we should first talk about how PTCGO is still bugged. And it's kind of absurd that there that there are so many bugs on this platform during a tournament that has so much on the line in terms of cash prizes and things like that. Um, one clip that surfaced through the Players' Cup happened to be poor old Pedro Torres. Love Pedro. Ubu to him. Um, he's playing this. Uh, he's playing this like Mewtwo box. This new Mewtwo box that has arised that has it's basically like a Mewtwo counter box almost. Um, and going to put an Aurora energy on and attach the Aurora energy and the Aurora energy made him discard more than one card to be able to play it. So obviously that's not how that interaction is supposed to work. I think it's quite absurd that Pokemon wants to have multiple players cup runs. Mind you, there was that Crobat error that JW Crewall posted flex steady righteous that instead of drawing six cards off a Crobat on a zero card hand, he only drew three, right? And so when you're playing, not even just like right now in these, like, okay, let's just take the qualifying for example. Say I ran into that bug um, during one of my tournaments, right? Trying to grind out my tickets, trying to grind out my keys, um, trying to qualify for the Players Cup. I drew all three cards. My opponent is laughing at me (laughs) and is enjoying that i only drew three cards right they don't care that i drew three cards and then you look at you look at um these games too you're like wait i just drew three cards (laughs) doesn't matter your opponent doesn't care you keep playing i mean sure your opponent might be nice and be like you know what yeah let's just redo the match but if you're like if you have any slight chance of winning do you think your average opponent is going to be like, you know, I think, I'm sorry, man. I think that is an unfair thing to put on either player, right? It's unfair, exactly. obviously, for the player that gets shafted by the bug. And it's also unfair to ask the, the opponent to like, you know, you don't, you don't know what's in their hand, right? They, they do, you know, but like mm-hmm. to ask your opponent to say like, oh, let's just restart. And they could have been like, well, no, I had like, you know, even if you've yeah, gotten like all you, six you could cards, be winning like six prizes to one. Right. And it's like, even if you've gotten all six cards, I had a win condition like I, in my next turn. Who knows? And like, that's not a fair thing to ask of anyone in a competitive setting. And that's why, like, when, you know, if you are at a, an IRL event and somebody makes a mistake, 
There is no such thing as non-human error, if you will. And you can right? and you can call the great thing is you can call a judge and get the game state like either fixed or you can get like prize penalties or whatever. In PTCGO, no. no. It happened. You can't do anything about it. You can write a script and you can send a report. But P if you send a report, a bug report to PTCGO, say, hey, this is what happened during my players' cup match, you're not gonna get like a <laughs> you're gonna you're not gonna get that game back you're not gonna no. get that key back you're not gonna get any of that back you uh, you are the quite literal epitome of a loser <laughs> because I mean, you're playing on the garbage platform in a worldwide tournament for money that doesn't even work properly yeah i it's it's just more fuel on the fire that's like ptcgl like pokemon company and direwolf digital this is where i'm like i don't know how much blame to lay on direwolf digital they are the developer direwolf digital makes great games other than the poker it's like it's you look at the other stuff that they create it's so much better and it works and wow. it's not a garbage pile i mean like ptcgo is i i can't speak entirely to direwolf's other games like look it may be that this pokemon has such a spotlight on it because it's pokemon right that the problems that it has are just going to be amplified way more than anything that their other games have. I don't know. But on top of that, I think it's okay to blame Direwolf Digital a little bit because like you are the developer. It's one thing if like aspects of the client are just not, don't exist that need to, that's one thing. But if game interactions, which do exist and, and have worked many times, most times, and, and this is, you know, it's a bug. You can't test for every bug. But and plus, like <laughs> bugs are going to arise, right? Yeah. Like I'm okay with bugs, things existing. But do you were you aware of PTCGO and like playing on stuff when they had martial arts dojo band? Um, no. So there was a period of like six to eight months, right around the time that we started playing, that martial arts dojo was banned simply because it was bugged for six to eight months they banned the dojo because it didn't work and for six to eight months it just sat there disqualified mind you that pikaram was a huge deck in the format zorak was a huge deck in the format so there were there were decks like hitmon Hitmon, uh, like the Wumbo Combo. Yeah. You know where you go, Hitmon, Hitmon Lee, Hitmon Chan, Hitmon Top. That was a good deck. It was a good rogue deck because it was a good counter deck, right? Mm -hmm. You could not play that deck because you didn't have Dojo. And That's, so, I like, mean, it, yeah. it made PTCGO almost, like, irrelevant. I mean, PTCGO makes itself irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. But, like, <laughs> it's, it's it adds fuel to the fire of, like, we yeah. have these situations of like i'm again i'm okay with bugs but it's such a high problem that i feel like pokemon the all company i i'm going to assume right now this is what i'm going to assume just knowing the other games that they create that are actually like good i'm going to assume that pokemon simply just does not give direwolf digital enough this is my tinfoil hat pokemon doesn't give enough to direwolf digital to fully like care right it's it's like what i've said about content creating you know you find out something works why would you waste your time doing something that doesn't work right 
put your time and effort into something that does work because that is what works and that is going to make you successful. That is going to be what makes you money to survive in this world. If something doesn't work and you know what, if Pokemon is okay with this client, why why would Direwolf Digital give it the mind of day to fix to fix it or actually produce like a good ranked ladder? I Yeah, I mean, I think you're spot on that there is a a problem of like support from Pokemon company because if Pokemon company said this is a priority and Direwolf Digital was told this is a priority, there would be some negotiation to make it a priority. Exactly. Um, but there isn't because we're just doing, we're doing these nat- worldwide events with this client. I would say that part of this comes down to the fact that this is a, it, that it is outsourced to a company like Direwolf Digital to produce the game. Um, not, not that outsourcing is inherently bad, but if I'm the Pokemon company, right? I don't make 10 different, um, I don't make 10 different trading card games. I make one, I make one trading card game. So to say to yourself, well, this is important for us in the competitive scene. It's a priority for us. Let's just hire our own development team and yeah, spend time. It'll take, it'll take time, a year, two years, but like, let's just do that. Right. Um, that would be the, the smart thing because, you know, outside of that, you have Game Freak that makes the video games, but they've Fantastic done Fantastic video games, by the way. Oh, Ni- well, Niantic, yes. But again, like those companies make their own IP and their own, not IP, but like they kind of make their own game that is them. Like they, mm-hmm. Niantic makes the game that they made because for Pokemon, because Pokemon was like, hey, we like the technology that you put into uh, what was the original? There was a game before Pokemon Go that had the same technology. I can't remember the name, but off the top of my head, I can't either. Uh, but it used Niantic used to be a company that was owned by Google. Uh, they made this other game, and then Pokemon was just like, "Hey, can we just use the technology and make a Pokemon game?" Or Niantic went to Pokemon. I don't know who came to who first, but that's fine. Fine. There's not an existing comparative though, right? Whereas the trading card game, there is an existing comparative, right? You have the actual trading card game with real rules that's run by a separate company. And then you have some third party just porting it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, you're, when your only competitive you know, outlet is basically a, a bad port, if you will, of a game, well, that's clearly not a priority. So until they bring it in-house, to be honest, I just don't ever see it being a priority because Direwolf is like, we only probably make what you pay us to produce this game. There is no revenue share probably right on code cards or whatever. I doubt, I doubt highly. I highly doubt it. Uh, whereas unless all they started of the other selling code cards on their site. Yeah. Unless they were like allowed to their in-game client. Pokemon's not going to do that. So it's like Direwolf is sitting here. Like, why would we put our best talent on the thing where we have a fixed amount of money that we make off of it? Probably. Or we can put our best talent on growing our, our franchises and IP that we own that have a higher upside to us. Well, they're always going to put that on that. So I think it's just a priority problem. And Pokemon needs to bring it in-house eventually if they want to, to have it be taken seriously. Especially because I don't think we're going to have 2021 Worlds hot take. You heard it here first. I, I think you're correct. I think We're not uh, going to have 2021 Worlds. We'll be taking bets on... Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I can't gamble. Speaking I don't have of, enough money to gamble. Speaking of taking the Pokemon company seriously and more reasons not to, uh, <laughs> let's, wow. talk about, let's talk about Tristan Lackey. 
being disqualified from the Players' Cup over some bogus nonsense, over some uh, bureaucratic uh, shenanigans, if you will. Jake, do you want to tell uh, the folks at home what the dealio is here? So the too long didn't read is Tristan Lackey did the Players' Cup, did phase one of the Players' Cup, was first in North America. I believe he had 153 points or something absurd like that. Very good number. Qualified for the second phase. Was going to sign up on like RK9 and things like that. Um, but realized that the account that he's been using for years and years and years is an account his father made when he was a young, young kid, right? He was a young, young kid. His dad made a PTCGO account. And for the last nine years, Tristan has been using that PTCGO account because his dad doesn't use it anymore. Well, and he and so that became like out. the family account. He's locked out of his account that's associated with his pop ID. Exactly. That's an important so, alternate point. It's not like he could have used his account this whole time and was just lazy. No, he has not been able to access the actual account associated with his real pop ID. And to put salt on the fire, salt on the fire, salt to the wound, more fuel in the fire, fuel in the fire. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. You don't, in order to play IRL, all you need is your pop ID. You don't need to have a login. You don't need to have, literally all you need to do is give your pop ID and your date of birth. If I know Sean's pop ID and date of birth, I could go to one of my local league challenges and be like, ah, yes, I am Sean. <laughs> and I mean, while I appreciate the simplicity of the system to some degree, I also think it's like, come on, guys, you could probably make it a little bit less pen and paper. Just a little. Here's, here's the thing that I have a huge issue with, especially with it being locked out. I get it in the beginning of Pokemon, the PTCGO client, you know, you don't want people to share accounts, right? There's a reason that you're only allowed to have one account per person, right? Is so then you don't have things like sharing. You don't have like unfair, whatever stuff you don't like sell an account, things yeah. of that nature. And that's why it's associated with a pop ID. But you look at when, it was first released. You look, when was it released? Like 2011. 2011. That was nine years ago that people started making pop IDs. Uh, no, Take people started a, connecting pop IDs or to I'm sorry, po yes. Pokemon accounts on PTCGO. Yes. My apologies. Started connecting it to PTCGO. A how old does a senior have to be? Is it 16? 18? Uh, uh, I, don't, I believe it's 13. like... Either way, 19 years old. Let's just say 19 year or 19 years old for the simplicity of this example. Nine years ago from 19 is 10 years old. Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> sure like you're not allowed to have a PTCGO account if you're under the age of 13. Um, I don't know. This is a weird one. I don't know if you would be allowed to have a PTCGO account. You definitely you would have at least to have to have a kid's account. Yeah, th this is where like there might be some. Like you can actually make kids things because Pokemon, I think, does have a lot of features that would make it legal to be under the age of 13. Um, explicitly, the things that like you can turn off chat, uh, meaning like 
even if you're friends, unless you're friends with somebody, they can't send you actual messages. It's just emojis and stuff like that. I believe it's that. And another feature is when trading, you have to have the same amount of like rarities, right? So I can't trade you. I can't trade you a Biloba and Bryson man for a Jirachi from team up, right? Cause you, you have a rare, I'm trading you an uncommon. That's an unfair trade in a kid's mm-hmm. account. PTC Joe will not allow you to do that. So, um, so you have to turn that off essentially. So I think that children are allowed to have PTCGO accounts. It's it's probably the same thing of like you have to have parents' permission and it's like there's all the forms. Um, but I think for me, I think the point you're trying to get at is like who is expecting any child at 8, 10, even somebody at like 13 or 14, let's be honest here. Like think about anyone out there listening. What were you doing at 13 or 14 and do you still have the logins to those accounts? I don't have the login to my AIM account. I don't have the login to my GeoCities rip. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know, know what the means. logins to this stuff are. And to expect children to, to have that, you know, 10 years later, I mean, adults struggle with that stuff. You know, you have all that information. Maybe you have it saved somewhere and your computer breaks and oh, there, there it goes, right? And you just didn't have it saved somewhere else because we're all very irresponsible, you know? To me, not having a system of recovery of information, replacement, um, or transfer of that information to another account, legitimate transfer, right? Like prove who you are, transfer to this account, right? So many companies have these systems in place that allow you to do that. And Pokemon essentially doesn't. Pokemon essentially is like, too bad, (laughs) right? That is stupid. That's just... And let's not mention, or let's also mention that Celios Network, Luke, both him and Tristan cannot access prize money. Oh, yeah. Associated with the similar account issues. So, like, now that you're talking about prize money, this is a whole new huge debacle, I would say, because, like, it's just unfathomable that there's no solution to this. Like I get, I get maybe like Tristan should have brought this up like sooner. He did. Yeah, whatever. No, he I mean, did. Yeah, he, he shows like his responses and things like that. Um, he was in contact with somebody at the Pokemon company, or at least a bot something for, for you know, a decent amount of time leading up to this event. And then he just played it because he was like, well, well, I guess we'll figure it out on the back end, right? If I play yeah. it and I make it to top 16 or whatever, or if I make it into the Players Cup, you know, We'll deal with this problem when it's a problem that needs to be dealt with. Because if he doesn't make it, it doesn't matter, kind of. Like, it needs to be fixed, but it's not priority. Um, and I don't know. It's just very unfortunate for Tristan. It's a bad look for the Pokemon company. Um, and I just think it is entirely unreasonable to not have, um, you know, redundancies. I think that's the word I was looking for. To not have redundancies in place for these types of things to happen. We get it. Before all of COVID, none of this would have ever mattered because there's no money to ever be made on PTCGO. Yeah. Fine. But that's not, the, that's not the world we're living in. And if you want to say, oh, it's a legal thing, change your terms of service and get everyone to agree to it the next time they log in. And things just need to be updated, right? Like not even talking about the client anymore, just like your rules maybe your terms and conditions, like things just need to be updated to recognize with the times, recognize with the problems, 
right? Because I'm sure Tristan is not the only per or not the only player that is an adult now that shared (laughs) an account with their mother or father growing up because parents are like, I want to control like how much you play. I want to control like how, how long you're on video games. I want you to control like who you talk to. Like there's like, I don't, I don't see any harm in that. Right. Like anyways, but. And when you sign up at a league, this is my last point actually on this, but you know, obviously if you have more Jake, uh, but when you sign up at a league, they don't stress to you how sacred the number they are giving you is and how associating it with certain accounts on PTCGO or whatever is a, an irrevocable thing. Like there's, there's no, it's just, oh, you want to play in this little tournament or pre-release or whatever? Okay, you need a pop ID because, you know, we have to send that information back to Pokemon. So let me just print you one out. And they have them printed in the corner already. It's like, here's your pop ID. I'll just fill this out for you. Here you go. Have fun. And like, if you're new to the game, you don't know the, the uh, I, I suppose, value of that string of numbers on the rest of your potential Pokemon life. Like, it's the assumption that every new Pokemon player plays PTCGO first before going to an IRL event because every pack has a code card. So they assume that because collectors are just a vast... I assume that most people that get into the game come from being a collector of some sort, whether that's as a kid or, you know, whatever. But they see the code card, they're like, oh, I might as well go to this website, open up this free pack, and then they start playing. That like you have to you have to recognize that that is not always the case. That may be a popular case for sure, but you need to be ready. It's oh my! It's like it's like sports management, you know. Like yeah. not when I when I'm prepping for an event, do I think that there's going to be a tornado that runs through our gymnasium in the middle of December? No, but I gotta be prepared for it. I mean, right? Like I I have to know the tornado protocol for our facility. I think the basic thing for me is it's just, you have a very specific situation. You know what the solution would be, which is just on the back end, transfer ownership of that account and association of that account from one pop ID to another. And like, just sometimes it's like companies, corporations, like everything, you can always say, oh, it's legal, it's legal. All that legal does at these companies, legal teams are there to mitigate risk. They're not there to say you can, can, they are not the law. They're a risk mitigation service, basically. And so Mm. companies can choose, you know what? There's a level of risk I'm willing to take if we transfer the ownership of this account and not make a big deal out of it and disqualify them, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, like, sometimes companies just have to say, yeah, okay, we'll take this little risk, you know? And if the risk is literally oh, we end up getting sued for a few thousand dollars, which is the travel award money, right? Like, (laughs) take the dang risk because the PR is worth $2,000. A hundred percent. But you know what Pokemon is more worried about instead of fixing things? What? They are worried about new things, new tournaments, new team challenge that has been announced over on Pokemon.com. The Play Pokemon Team Challenge, a new Pokemon TCG tournament where players can create four-person teams with their local game store and compete for prize, money, and glory. But only to Masters players. Again. I mean. No juniors and seniors. 
I, again, I can kind of understand that because if there's money involved and there's got to be some legal reason that I, that I just yeah. am not, I don't have a high enough IQ to I know think, about. I think that it's just online tournaments. I think it's like an online thing where it's like, if you have online tournaments, uh, you just keep it to masters, keep it simple from a legal standpoint. That's just my guess. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, I really do like this. So this team challenge thing. So you basically can sign up, um, with one of your local shops. And it actually doesn't have to be your actual local shop. If you have a store that you used to go to when you live somewhere else that you love, or a store that you order from online that is gonna be participating, you can actually sign up with that store um, and compete to be, you know, to qualify to win one of those events and qualify to be on that store's team. Now, one caveat, you can only sign up with one store. Mm -hmm. That's it. So it's basically like pick your home team and uh, fingers crossed you win one of the tournaments. But there's going to be four tournaments uh, between December and February, I believe. Um, and you win one of those tournaments and you are on that uh, you are on your team for that store. And then after four tournaments, you'll have a team of four and that team will then compete in um, like sort of the the tournaments that happen after February. I don't know how those are going to be done necessarily. I hear that there's something not too dissimilar in Japan that happened, but I'm not hundred percent sure this will start on December 5th, 2020. And then the first phase that Sean was talking about earlier with the top four players, things like that, that will conclude on February 28th. So it's almost like two months of play that you have for these four tournaments, which is nice, right? You could do that like every other weekend. You yeah, know, I think that's what stores, slog fest. my store was like, um, you know, asking people, would you prefer to do them on Thursdays, Saturdays or both? Basically, just to let everybody know who might want to participate. Hey, uh, what days work better for you? And we'll make it work because, you know, mm-hmm. two months to do four tournaments. It's actually very generous of Pokemon. I mean, granted, it's over the holidays, so <laughs> I suppose. But the the structure past that once you decide your team it'll be structured in cities regionals national and then the global level so it's it's like we go back to city events right before sean and i both started they used to have cities in the pokemon trading card game then you go to regional which we know regionals nationals ic and then worlds basically um but that process We'll start from cities to global will be 10 weeks starting on March 20th, which is a short time if you give eight weeks for the just the store rounds, I feel like. I guess they figure like, look, uh, the number of tournaments to build a team is kind of a lot, but I don't know if they're going to be like single or double elimination. So maybe you're cities you're expecting every store that participated half of them are gone after week one the next it'll be a it'll like in the bracket match for the cities it'll be a 3v3 red or round robin competition against another store and the store that earns five or more wins advances to the next round of the bracket okay cool now they did say every um store will have to have a discord to participate in this so i'm Mm -hmm. assuming they're actually going to be using like a mixture of like discord and Maybe the new tournament organizer. Did you hear about this? There's a a new um, tournament organizer software that they're launching. I did hear about that, I think. So I wonder if that is going to be paired with this. 
uh, so that they don't have to use Battlefy or anything, right? They're just going to use the TOMs, the tournament organizers at the local Toms. stores, plus Discord and PTCGO to sort of match everybody up. That is probably what I'm guessing is going to happen here. So prizes in this top 256 teams, not players, so teams. So I actually really like that top 256 teams. That that feels like just a lot more people will earn additional exclusive playmats, a virtual Pokemon TCG prizes and other online prizes. I'm assuming it's going to be sleeves, deck box, probably some packs. I think Players Cup 2, they're giving out packs too, right? I'm pretty sure in Players Cup 2, they're giving out packs. So that's there's nice. that. And then exclusive playmats is really cool because that's, I'm pretty sure that's a physical playmat, right? I don't know if that'll go directly to the store. That'll go like one each player, whatever. But I think it'll then, go to the store and the store will distribute is my guess. Is a, That's kind of how that's they do. I'm, yeah, that makes sense. And then the top 18s will earn physical Pokemon TCG prizes as well. Probably a trophy. And then I would assume uh, probably like a booster box, probably. IRL booster box, maybe. Uh, that would be my yeah. guess. Yeah, I could see... Um, Booster More than boxes, likely cases, the trophy, stuff like least. that. The same way that you would do a regional. Mm -hmm. I could see like the tr the store getting the trophy. Like they just give out one trophy to the store. Maybe like a little medal to all the players on the team. Oh, you know that would be, cool? be kind of cool. Badges. You know, it'd be cool. Tropical beaches. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Yo, that's how they're going to redistribute tropical beaches through this event. <laughs> Reprint tropical beach. Yo, you can cowards. you imagine? That would be wild. That would be that would be awesome. But it seems like a really cool event. I think you can already sign up. I don't. I'm not exactly sure how. Uh, I don't know. I, I think stores stores can sign up to be a part of this. Um, so I I would be very surprised because events don't start until December. So at the time of recording, you still have like three weeks. So I don't know if it matters uh, quite yet to sign up. I think you still got plenty of time to decide what store you want to be a part of, but. I think the most important thing is if your store, if you want your store to be a part of this and they haven't mentioned it, you haven't heard anything, reach out to them, tell them about this and ask them to sign up. And if they're interested, they'll, they'll do it because now is when the stores need to sign up to be a part of this. I know already that Michael Pramwatt has confirmed on my local store team, or at least will be competing at my local store that I will compete in. And because Pram lives with Azul, and Azul casts our local events at this specific store. I have no doubt in my mind that Azul will choose this store as well. So I probably won't make it, but my, my <laughs> store is stacked, baby. I got I got money on my store. I got money on my store. All right. Do you want to do I I, I want to keep this one condensed? Do you want to do like a quick um three decks that you think will be top tier that still that exist today with Vivid Voltage and three decks that uh We'll be, are new, they're going to be relatively new or like maybe returning decks to look out for. So we each pick three and three and three. You want to do I'm that? up for that. I'm up for that. Sean, you go first. All right. Uh, and we can agree on the same three, right? Uh, yeah, we could agree on the same three. I, I imagine think, that especially our top three yes, um, returners will probably be relatively the same. So for me, three decks that exist and are just going to get better when Vivid Voltage comes out. So Decks that you should invest in if you haven't built them already. Uh, ADPZ, ADPZ is only getting better. Why? Aegis slash V. Straight up, that's all it needed. That's all it Also, the metal coating energy is, could be helpful, but it doesn't matter. Disgusting. Aegis slash V, it's all it needed. 
And it's going to get even more. It's got Sir Chester Bath as well, uh, which is going to make your Zacians a little tankier. But Age of Slash is all it needed. Check. Luke Metal Zacian. This deck, I think, gets the most of any existing top tier deck because you get the metal coating energy, which removes weakness. So that was like, there was a window of time after rotation where you don't have metal frying pan and you're like, uh oh, do I play weakness guards in here? So mm -hmm. now you can play that, which adds access metal and weakness guard all at the same time. It's gross. So you have that. You have Aegis Slash V and V Max. Something not to not to sleep on is if you're gonna play an Aegis Slash V in your Luke Metal deck, play a V Max as well, just as a late game closer, which um Luke Metal doesn't always have. And then you have the Sir Chester Bath, which means your uh, basic Pokemon take 20 less damage. Those three cards alone, I think, will vault Luke Metal to tier s almost i i don't know maybe it's crazy it's up there it's like one of those decks that are really teetering on like tier s and tier one yeah and then if i had to pick a third deck that ex exists and will get significantly better um i'm gonna pick inteleon v max i think inteleon v max is gonna be a deck that gains a couple of very specific cards but mostly that new telescopic sight thing, um, which is going to add 30 damage to its bench snipes. Um, you also potentially gain other attackers. Like you could do a, a split of Galarian Darmanitan, VMAX, and Inteleon. Um, you could play Inteleon with Barascuda, even if you want to do some other bench damage. But Inteleon, VMAX, uh, I think Picarom is going to start getting edged out a little bit more so that lightning weakness won't be as atrocious. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that's the thing. Water decks right now have the worst weaknesses. It's insane to me. You have yeah, because you, you either got lightning decks against Picarom or you have steel weaknesses because you're an ice type against right. Zazaki. <laughs> it's like, it's like, what? Why? <laughs> you change them from grass to lightning and that was the worst thing that's happened to water decks. Anyways, those are my three. What about your three that exist today? that you think get better 100% ADPZ and Luke metal. I think just the cards that we've mentioned are just so obvious and I think are just so good to those two decks specifically in the format. I think those are really, really nice. And I think those are really, really great. The third deck though, I like almost want to say Decidueye Obstagoon because of the tell of, because of the telescopic sight. But honestly, I don't know how it beats ADPZ after after uh, after Age of Slash V is introduced because Age of Slash V just one shots you, and you have to do. I mean, with your Decidueye, you have to do God knows how many hits because of that resistance, right? You're doing sixty a turn. That's four different hits that you have to do, assuming that you don't get chip damage on it beforehand. Um, and then Obstagoon still has to three shot it. So is this your third pick of decks that gets better? Is this <laughs> well, like I don't want to just absolutely copy you with Inteleon VMAX because I think telescope. Oh, sorry, burp. I think telescopic sight is such a good card and it could yeah. be like really relevant that I think it does do some great things in the format. But like, I mean, you look at it, I don't think Mad Party gets any better, right? No, I. I, I think that Decidueye Obstagoon gets better as a deck, but I think in its matchups, it gets worse. 
because of ADPZ. Um, just getting so much better again. I've said this again and again and again. If you can't beat ADPZ, why are you playing the deck? It's yeah, it's heartbreaking. It really is, and I hate it. <laughs> okay, but, so let's go on to like the let's let's wrap all this up with decks that are going to be new. I'm gonna put new in quotes because maybe they're forgotten decks or decks that use old cards, but never in a way that's new. Uh, I'll let you do the first three on this one. I think Dragapult Bennett is one that Ooh. people should take a look at, should play with, because it's a lot of fun, in my opinion. Not only is it fun just like spreading damage counters around, but you having the ability to use Fionn to get a VMAX out of the active and then evolve Bennett to devolve a VMAX into a V that already has some damage on it because you chip shot it with a Max Phantasm and knock it out. And now you have, now you had just have a VMAX in your hand and you have no way to kind of attack. Not to mention that you can gust something up with Fion or Boss or whatever to take essentially two prizes or two different Pokemon knockouts in that turn. Not only taking out the active because you spread the damage on like a Dedenne earlier, or you get like a squishy Pokemon like um, uh, a Rangaroo in a Colossal deck. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it could be all right. I don't know if it could be tier one, but I think it's one of those things that just like every so often it just it it sneaks in the prizes, right? It sneaks in the top. It sneaks in like the top cuts and things like that a couple tournaments a week and it, it'll never have the popularity of ADPZ or whatever. But I think Eternatus literally doesn't really gain anything, right? Yeah, they they front loaded Eternatus with everything in Darkness Ablaze, and the new set. Yeah. It's I think the the problem with Eternatus, and this is actually a, an interesting uh, thought, was um, they gave it everything in Darkness Ablaze, and I maybe when the Urshifu that's Dark type comes out in you know, three six months or whatever, um, that might add something too new to it. But Eternatus has the ability that says you can't play other Pokemon, so right there you lose so much flexibility in the deck so it's like the deck is kind of a until something new comes out this is the deck you know yeah like i i don't see anything jumping into this i mean the garboder is trash cyclone 30 damage for each tool card in your in your discard pile like no garbage um I, I just don't see it getting better. So I think that opens the door for Dragapult to come in. And Dragapult's still done okay. Yeah. Right? In in a lot of these online tournaments. I've seen it popping up again because of its ability to disrupt mm-hmm. Eternatus already and like ADP. And I think it's really, really cool. And I've had I've had fun testing Dragapult so far. I think Colossal VMAX is another one just because of the weakness on Eternatus and Pikaram. Uh, Picaram is going to be that huge de facto. And just because it's like so beefy, right? Yeah. Your stone energies are so good. You've got your, um, your, your knee pads. God, what are those? Buff I always padding. forget the name of that. <laughs> buff padding. You got the buff padding that there's no way that a Zashin V one shots you. Oh, no. It so it not. definitely, nope. <laughs> it definitely buys you that time, especially with Mal and Lana in the format and Hyper Potion. So I think the deck could provide a lot of issues for a lot of opponents. It's very cool. It's interesting that it's weak to grass because that's Decidueye hitting 180 on it, which, which still is cool. 
<laughs> I, I, yeah, it, it, I don't know. I think Decidueye I, could be a problem for the deck. Uh, because Especially because, you know, I mean, Colossal can't hit it. Yeah, and there's not really, like, I had a Zamazenta Amazing Rare in my builds, which I think is unusual. Uh, but there's not a ton of fighting Pokemon that you would put in the deck other than that. <laughs> So, yeah, what am I going to put? Like him on him on Chan, right? You're, you're not probably putting much in. So I think Colossal at the moment, at least in the first week or two, just says I'm going to take a fat L to Desi Goons and hopefully beat everything else. Yeah, hopefully there isn't 1,100 Desi Goons in this. Yeah, event. I don't think there will be. And then the third deck, I kind of want to say, it's going to sound really cool, but like Boltund. Ooh, with the uh, I like, electrode? Yeah, with electrode, you know, you get a card like Zapdos with Thunder Snipe. I think that Zapdos, like I mentioned last week, is a really cool card that could make its way into some lightning decks um, as a, like a one of because of that ability to snipe, right? You don't have to play Cramorant anymore because you've got Zapdos now. Zapdos, although arguably, I don't even know if I would say if this Zapdos is worse than the one in. Um, was it team up or lost thunder? Uh, the one that was, when it became from bench to active, it did 80 damage. Yeah. I want to say it's 10. team up, but I don't know. It's Either not relevant way, anymore. Yeah. It's not relevant because it just doesn't hit enough damage. Um, but Andrew like not a card anymore that a lot of people are playing, but I think the Bolton could be really cool. I don't know. I don't think it could be tier one, but like the idea of, having that energy acceleration is really, really cool. Yeah. I, li- I like it. I guess my third deck could be like Pikaram for like the, the good, the good decks that stay. Cause I do think that maybe Pikaram plays electrode. Okay. I mean, look, if you ran like a split Pikaram Bolton, I could see that being a deck. I mean, electrode is just like so good for the late game. If yeah. that makes sense. Like, oh, like, you use Bolton to early game, sure, but like your Electro could be really nice late game, especially a deck that plays like Hammers or something. Yeah, that's true. All right, it's well, just like a quick way to get energy. I mean, my three would be Colossal VMAX is a new deck I think is going to absolutely crush it. Um, Togekiss VMAX I think could see some success, especially like Handlock, all that kind of stuff. It's a beefy enough Pokemon that uh marnie i'm sure marnie okay. stamp. <laughs> i mean fine that's you're not gonna have if you don't have reset stamp in your hand then it doesn't matter does it that's true it's like if you don't have any cards in hand doesn't matter no marnie for you <laughs> doesn't matter hey <laughs> you can't play marnie because you don't have any cards um so i think togekiss vmax you know got some potential and then i don't know what deck it will be but there will be a spread-focused deck that is absolutely going to kill it and force everyone to play Mew again. Um, it could be Weezing from Unbroken Bonds. I think that's a card nobody really talks about much. Um, this is garbage now. But it's a spread deck, right? And you add some of that telescopic sight thing, like, that's a lot of damage. Um, you also have, I've seen the memes uh, about... You know, have you seen the Krabby deck that's been running around? I saw Krabby in like pre-releases. So uh, there's a Krabby that does 10 damage to all of your opponent's Pokemon or all of your bench, something like that. 
So for one energy. So it's a basic Pokemon for one energy. So now for one energy, you can do 40 damage to all of the Vs and GXs with a basic for one energy. That's insane. Pair that with um, that Alolan Sand Slash. I have some thoughts about like, you know, you build a water box around that, a water box spread deck that has Krabby. It has, I'm going to say this, Ice Q, not Ice QV, Ice Q. Do you know what I'm talking about? Doesn't Ice Q like deflect damage? Uh, no. Well, yeah, it says um, you take, I think, 60 less damage or something crazy if it doesn't have any damage counters on it. So mm -hmm. you're effectively, I think, a basic at 180 or a basic at 240 HP. Something stupid. Uh, and for three energy, I think you do 70 to the active and 10 bench spread. So 70 to the active, 40 bench spread would be really good. <laughs> um, and then so I think you could have a water box spread deck. I don't know exactly what Pokemon, but... That's my third pick is some crazy spread deck. That could be. I just I just want a variety, man. I just want new stuff to come in and I want new stuff to do well. Right. Like, yeah. I don't want I don't want these new decks to come up and we find out that they're all trash. And I think um, like, man, I look at Darkness of Blaze, though, right? I think, you know, if you feel a little down, realize that Darkness of Blaze, you have Centiscorch VMAX and Eternatus VMAX are two decks that came out with Darkness of Blaze and our top tier, right? No, yeah, I think that's awesome. I and think I, that's awesome. I think we'll get at least two decks out of this new set that are straight up new, and I think it'll revive some decks that Darkness of Blaze didn't really revive many decks. But I think this new set will, because there's enough support there. I just kind of wish there was more, like, resistance in Pokemon. I mean, I, the fact that weakness is two times and resistance is minus 30 is stupid. <laughs> but, it's, it, like, what if, what if resistance was divided by two i mean to it well you can't do that because then that's like almost never a zero number right yeah but you know i i'd be interesting to see if there was like you know cards that came out that says you know when this energy is attached or when this tool is attached your resistance is minus 50 more could be interesting Man, that would be that would be broken you play that on like darmanitan or something Forget the telescopic goggles. <laughs> you need you need that thing that resists your 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 the clapback that you get from Zashian or whatever. Oh. Maybe that's how Guardy comes back. Just kidding. <laughs> Guardy well, needs way more than that. I think I'm I'm happy with those predictions. Are you, Jake? I'm pretty happy with these predictions. All right. You ready to wrap it up? No. No. Okay. Well, we'll just stay here with you all forever. This will be a never-ending podcast, which means it never gets released, but you know, we do it. It actually is being live streamed right now. Yeah, little did you know. No, it's not. <laughs> on the on on MySpace. It's being... I love it. You think we're buttoned up enough to do a live stream? That's amazing. <laughs> Man, we could. We could. You, we you could and totally I both do a live have the stream. ability to stream it. You know what? Next time there's a regional event, Jake, I'm gonna bring the setup and we're gonna do a live podcast recording and have an audience. How about that? Next time there's a regional? Yeah. Do you want to do that? So we just like go to the regional. We don't play. We just sit there on the pod. No, I mean, we, we pick a time during the regional, probably day two, because neither of us are going to make day two. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. You don't believe uh, in me. You all don't right. believe in me. All right. Well, on that, I'm going to wrap it up. Signing off. <laughs> if you would like a, if you would like to be a guest host on the podcast, I officially need a new uh, guest host. <laughs> All right. See y'all next week. Bye.